by Cloudflare workers. For more, visit enjoytheview.io slash cloudflare-workers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enjoy the View. Sorry, just had to get in the weird voice. <laughs> Let's try that again. We're keeping that. No, you, you got it on the first try. Ship okay. it. I'm Ari, and today on our panel, we have Tessa. Hello. And Alex. Hello. <laughs> that was eerily similar. <laughs> I know. Our viewers are going to love this. <laughs> and our special guest for this episode is Dave Rupert. My voice is going to crack. Hello. I've been a little <laughs> sick, so it's that's hard. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself other than your name, Dave? Hi, hi I'm Dave Rupert. <laughs> uh, I'm a developer at a company called Paravel in Austin, Texas, kind of a boutique agency. And then I co-host Shop Talk Show with Chris Coyer of CSS Tricks. And yeah, that's kind of my life. That's an exciting life. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and today, allegedly, we we're talking about Petite View. So we're going to start off with a question to everyone. Have you ever wished that view was only five kilobytes? All I don't time. have to talk like this the whole time, do I? <laughs> uh, only if you want to, Tessa. I mean, we are talking about petite view, so maybe we oh. all do need to have small voices. That's true, I guess. Yeah. There is no. nothing that I have wanted more than for view to be five kilobytes. Five is my favorite number. A kilobyte is my favorite size. Just every night, it keeps me up. I'm like, God, <laughs> why can't view be five kilobytes? Then the world would be perfect. <sighs> Back to you, Ari. uh over to you alex (laughs) i mean yeah there have definitely been times that i want view to be five kilobytes because i want to be able to go okay cool we're gonna i'm just gonna like gently sprinkle this in but like now i'm like loading in a giant 30 kilobyte thing oh five kilobytes would be great 30 kilobytes oh no performance if you care about that sort of thing (sighs) yeah that's true (laughs) Now, Dave, have you ever been kept up at night by that thought? I do. It keeps me up nightly and fortnightly. I <laughs> I think five kilobytes is the perfect like stealth technology, like Alex is talking about, that you can like kind of sneak it into a project and no one's gonna go, hey, 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 what's going on now? Like, I didn't approve this. You can just be like, <laughs> I was gonna write it anyway. This is just a package for the five kilobytes of code I was going to write anyway. So it's cool. View is awesome. And you can we use, well, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a safe space to say that. <laughs> <laughs> View is awesome. I think everyone who listens to this knows, but you know, for all the, you know, if you're on like a legacy project or some Java app or whatever, like chucking view into the tool chain can kind of be like a deal, you know? And I feel like petite view, at least is in my like very, very limited experiences, like just a even easier way to get in. Cause you could always kind of go in the like view.component route and like code components like without 
view files, which is not the recommended way, I don't think, but you totally could. But I feel like view, like petite view, is just the perfect way to get a little bit, a bridge, if you will, between like where you could be going with your code base and where you could or where you currently are, you know? So I just realized that even though when we say it out loud, we've been saying petite view. That in my head, whenever I read it, I've been reading Petty View, and clearly nobody else has. Petit, <laughs> petit like in the f- French pronunciation? or Is it French? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Petit French is for um, small. French for small. No, no. Petty, like without like, the, and yeah, petit, not petite. Like, not, not the etymology, the petit. pronunciation. Oh, I think, I mean, it could, I think Petty View would be awesome too. Like, it's like, it just, a, just like. <laughs> well, if we're talking about the suck. origins of it, <laughs> Uh-oh. the word Petty could come to mind. Ari's yeah, like, yeah. you want to talk about pettiness? That's my wheelhouse. Room. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> no, I, maybe you can catch me up on the drama because I don't quite know it all, but I am a fan of hot drama, but. I don't. <laughs> Alex, but it's, would you like to spill the hot gas? I'm getting there. I'm trying to make sure that I actually have the tweet correct. Because yeah, my if you made stuff yeah, up. I know. If I get this out of order, <laughs> a factual error on the podcast, I would <laughs> never. <laughs> so my recollection, to the best of my recollection, of how this came about to be was I saw Evan and the creator of Alpine JS. And what is having Alpine a JS? So we'll back it up even further. So there's a package <laughs> called Alpine JS, and it does some things that look very familiar to people who use Vue. It has things like x-if that you can put on HTML elements and toggle it on and off based on state. It looks very similar, feels very uh, familiar if you've ever used Vue. Yeah, I think a year or two ago when it came out, people called him out on it, called them out on it. And Evan stepped in. The creator was like, I love you. And Evan stepped in. He was like, I think Alpine is great. I was really hoping the response was, I love you too. (laughs) I did see somebody finally use that on Twitter like a month ago. Sarah Drasner tweeted that like a really long time ago. And my response was, I love you too. We're on view three now, Ari. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, back to the hate, story time. I hate double puns. Like, I'm just not here for it. <laughs> so my recollection, I'm trying to find it on Twitter right now as we're talking, is that uh, recently Alpine JS did a comparison and had some statement where they were like, well, Alpine is smaller than view with eight kilobytes as opposed to views 30 kilobytes isn't it 24 and evan weighed in a little bit as evan is wont to do occasionally and said "Eh, that's a that's a little misleading because that's the with the full compiler right like that's if you're actually building a view application the view runtime and everything it's a lot smaller so after that discussion the next thing that i see is evan you going so Look at this. This is interesting. And it is very Alpine JS like syntax, 
but it all starts with a V. And shortly thereafter, he released Petite View, which is very similar to Alpine JS, but it's using the View reactivity system. And it is only five kilobytes. So it is a very interesting, oh, excuse me, 5.5 kilobytes. Unbelievable. Get it right. Strike him out. (laughs) How do you kick someone from the recording? Yeah. So it's a very, like, if you are wanting to be able to, like, drop in some reactivity on top of an existing web page, if you're doing a lot of things in, like, PHP or Ruby or, like, Python or other languages where it's very, you're rendering things on the server, this might be a good way to be able to just sort of, like, oh, but I want a little bit of reactivity here, so we're just going to sprinkle some stuff in rather than having to build a full-on application. Let me make sure that I got this right. Evan created Vue. The Alpine person created Alpine, which is like Vue. Then Evan created Petite Vue, which is like Alpine. So basically Evan created Vue again. Yeah. But smaller. Yes. So why don't we all just use Petite Vue then? Because it's small. Because I want transitions. And I'm just assuming that they took that out for Petite Vue. You know, that's actually a good question. I don't know (laughs) the answer to that one. I know. I, you probably should have looked that up. Because <laughs> that's something that Alpine does have. And I, I feel like Alpine, like, I, it does not look like it has transitions in the classical sense of view. But that's something Alpine does have in, Ooh. like, and I don't know, Alpine kind of popularized by Tailwind because it was, like, in all the docs. But the, like, you know, I think it was popularized by Tailwind because, like, the first section, or first thing you're, like, gonna think in tailwind is like oh when i click this i want it to show up and so that was like the a lot of the docs were like okay well now we need a system that can lightly add a state into like these tailwind components you know and so that was my experience in like test driving alpine and stuff like that and i actually i for whatever reason, it could have been the tailwind it could have been the alpine it could have been a mix it was like my experience was not like Oh, I love this. You know, I just, I wasn't like, heck yeah, I can't wait till the next time I'm going to use this, you know, but curiously my use petite view on, I have this like bookshelf on my blog. It's like, you know, the last, what I've been collecting the books I've read for like the last almost 10 years. And I like, it's up to like 200 something books now or something like that, 250 or something. But it's hey, and I wanted to add this like category filter, like, you know, sci-fi books or graphic novels or something like that. And it's all in Jekyll. It's literally just a YAML file. <laughs> That's my database. And it spits out this page. And I was like, I want to add this, but I want to, and I've wanted to do it in all big view for a long time, but like big view is kind of a lot of action for a Jekyll web page. So I was like, well, maybe petite view fits this vibe quite well. And like in an hour I was done, it was pushed up and I was like, that was so great. I will probably use it 20 times over because it's view. It's not some, I don't know, off-brand package or something. Not that Alpine (laughs) is that, but like, it's just not, I'm using view on two or three different projects right now, you know? And so it's like, it it was like, okay, cool. This is like very wheelhouse, very like what I'm using. So this is great. And, you know, I don't know, the view directive system is pretty great. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I know that gets 
contentious around React folks, but like <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, like, I was gonna again, say it sounds space. like safe space. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. sounds like the jump from view to petite view is not as big as the jump from say React to React Native. I say having no experience with React Native. Yeah, it's not like that. It's more like. Oh, okay. So all my directives, or most of them, I guess, there's like a list, but all my directives work, you know, like at click works, you know. So, like, that's cool. <laughs> like, cause I don't, I don't know if, like, the way I was doing it before was like document query selector, my button, or dot add event listener. And like, I'm just, you know, I got, got that thing at the bottom of the file that's just like, Lordy Lou, what, what is, this is just, big nonsense. And so now I can just act click and then do some method or whatever, and or set it directly in there, set the state directly in that click handler. And I didn't even have to write a block of code. I don't think I have a block of code. I think my whole bookshelf is now just directives that do all the interactivity. So the other bonus is that progressively enhances like, and I, if you like, I'm just rendering HTML and then all the directives handle all the interactivity. So that's kind of sweet too. I didn't have to literally zero sacrifices. So, I mean, 5.8 kilobytes, I guess would be the sacrifice, but 5.5, 5. 5.5, 5. 5. Oh, <laughs> white man. <laughs> my, my bookshelf is is made of particle boards, so I'm feeling very much like, wow, I can't sit at the cool kids' table. What you got, Billy? Is it a Billy? It's yeah, a Billy. I have I have the Billy. Everybody's got I the Billy. Yeah, Billy. I got I got three of them right over here too. I've so got the Walmart off brand. Oh, good off yeah. brand Billy. Bill. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> <Chuck>. Williams <laughs> looks like a Billy, but it's not. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ivar. This is Ivar here in the in my background. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love the look of Ivar. But I, if I recall correctly, I feel like you can't change the shelf heights. I oh, you can change it. Those are customizable, nice. but but it's also very sold out. So it was hard to find mm. the pieces. So I'll bet. Unless you're cruising IKEA at midnight. <laughs> As one does, I do that all the time. I'm I'm just oh, yeah. rolling down the aisles with my cart and being like, "When is view going to be five point five kilobytes large?" <laughs> no. Every night. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I'm struggling a bit with this conversation because, like, just like whenever anybody says petite view, my mind goes petit view. Like, we're also talking about Alpine, and there's this old game called Snowboard Kids and Snowboard Kids Two. There was also Snowboard Kids for Nintendo DS, but it sold out. And one of the boards you can pick there is called an Alpine board. And whenever you pick it, the game voice goes, Alpine. So every time y'all have been talking about Alpine, my brain goes, Alpine. And it's just really noisy. Anyway. My brain goes to the stereo. You know, like. Oh, the brand? Boys yeah, in the okay. Hood. Yeah. yeah. Trying to steal Alpine. Because my best friend had an Alpine in her car when we were in high school. And they're like, you know, like that was a big deal back then because this was like forever ago. <laughs> So literally, anytime I hear the word, even though I live in Colorado and I hear the word a lot, still stereo. Hmm. That's funny. Sounds like what you're saying is that that's not stereotypical for Colorado. Oh. Tessa always wins with the puns. That was a good delivery. That was, that was good. Sorry, now I'm looking at the Alpine docs. Alpine. So, uh, Alpine. Stereo or no? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know the, I don't know. Didn't Alex, you use Alpine on your stream? Am I? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I was 
I tried. I was <laughs> attempting to set up some stuff and I could not get it to work. I think I was having the same issues though with view, but now I'm beginning to wonder if it wasn't like a just you. Yeah, if it was just <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, it's not me, it's you. Yeah. But you were kind of hitting like some of the edges of Alpine, right? Like or, yeah. or you felt like it. You're like, I don't I'm like, yeah, like, like I'm I could get it. Or yeah, I could get it to work in a browser, but as soon as I was trying to render it in a browser in OBS, it was like, no. Oh, okay. So but isn't was that a, what you do, Alex? Is just like try to find the edge of things. Yeah, I just do I mean, I weird like not things. Not even edge. The things that people are like, don't do that. And he's like, that sounds like a great thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, me. Can I run some ideas by you? Right. Yeah. Okay, right. Hold on. Let me get a stick and some mud to write in. Hold on. Do you have? Okay. Do you have any sites on Netlify? Yes. No. Yeah. Netlify with analytics. Yes. Yes. And you know how it'll tell you like your like 404s, it'll list out like pages, like bots, I assume, tried to go to like my wpconfig.php right. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about honeypotting the bots and putting a crypto miner on some pages. <laughs> <laughs> is oh. this a good idea or an Alex approved idea or is this a bad I don't idea? Know. Or... This could be interesting. Hold on. Now we got to look at my analytics. This episode <laughs> has gone in a completely different direction than I was thinking it was going. Because yeah, what does it like, mean to put a crypto miner on? I think there's like JavaScript based crypto miners that you put on so there. JavaScript miners, first of all. Javas- Sorry, keep going. Oh JavaScript miners. <laughs> Gosh, you're really good at this. Um, he is. <laughs> okay. And then it'll, I guess, whatever, deposit to your crypto wallet, your JavaScript wallet, and then it will. I don't know after that, but but I'm just curious if you could like do that and then Alex whatever. found something. His face. Oh, I've never kidding. seen the delight <laughs> that I'm seeing right now. I have, I have also never seen Alex experience the light or any <laughs> kind of joy. <laughs> I have uh, so I have one site with Netlify Analytics, and I'm looking at the resources not found. And you weren't kidding; it's all WP config. Yeah, it's Whoa. just literal like bots trying to hack you but then you put a like a web form that goes nowhere and then <laughs> you like just let it mine crypto in the background i don't know there's probably some ecological ethics uh, yeah like, i was gonna say if there's no but, environmental impact and it encourages the bots to stop running then but it would make running scripts more difficult for bots i don't know but maybe there's something to it i don't know yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see because right now I think you'd have to first like make a page there that then you can be like, okay, cool. What are they actually running? Right? Like what's the user right. agent? Is it something that runs JavaScript? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea of using the bots though and creating the honey pot, honey bot. Anyway, um, <laughs> like maybe, maybe there's a way you can use the bots. Like, I don't know what they're looking for, but to like either create some absurdist art or get them spreading like really weird stuff that doesn't make sense. Is there like a JS implementation of folding at home or WASM? Like where they're like, if there there isn't, we could make one. We could make one. And then all of a sudden bots are curing cancer. (laughs) 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 I don't know if it's possible, but these are things I think about at night, but. Along with Ikea, Billy shelves, and Ivar shelves, and the uh, view being 5.5 kilobytes. These are the, 
the things that keep me up at night. So. I sleep well. only the only one of us that sleeps well i got i I got nine hours last night for the first time in months and it must have been because i knew we were going to be doing the petite view episode today so i could finally stop worrying about the size (laughs) that's great that has gone on my mural of bad ideas perfect that's and a if any one. of our listeners attempt this, please let us know. Yes. <laughs> you know Feel where to find to contact us at gloomyloomy. <laughs> on Twitter. What other good use cases for Petite View are there? Like, for example, if I had a really bad internet connection and an old phone, would a site made in Petite View help me out there? I believe so. I mean... It's like smaller than jQuery. It should be good. I think it's like a great tool for if you need a little bit of interactivity and you don't want to get into query selector soup, which is what I'm, it's the most (laughs) delicious kind of soup there is. But if you live that lifestyle, it's fine. It actually is JavaScript. It works, but it's just JavaScript. It's fine, (laughs) but it is not. I thought React was just JavaScript. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Query Selector is just JavaScript. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just JavaScript and it's fine. But it, you know, I don't know. I, the directive system, again, it, it's just so, that's nice. Like, let's just use these directives. They're fine. These, I love them. So Yeah, rather than writing 5.5 kilobytes of JavaScript to add document.querySelector, this document.querySelector, this dot add event. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You just... So veering further from our topic, since we're talking about document.querySelector, what are everyone's thoughts on the never dying idea that like when you're interviewing somebody for a job, if they can only answer you or solve the challenge or whatever in like React or Vue or Angular, and they can't make a vanilla JS, HTML, CSS implementation off the top of their head, they don't know how to code. Fire them. Yeah, no, just end the interview right there for sure. Heavy sarcasm. Do not want anyone thinking that's what I think. <laughs> I'm like the worst person to ask interview questions because A, I like have worked the same job for like the last 14 years. And it's like, I don't, that's interviewing isn't really something I do that often. I've hired people and interviewed people, but I can't say like I'm a pro at it, but. I don't know. I personally like probably want somebody who can like query selector soup, but then, you know, whatever. It's not that hard. But you're yeah, not like going to They can't do it, but they can look it up and get it right. working. Yeah. 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 I like 100% more care that somebody is able to explain what they did or why or how or why they chose something. I'm 100% more concerned about that. So it's just kind of, I don't know. I think there's something to be said too. Like, can you sling a template? That's like my whole new thing. It's like, can you sling a template? I saw it. We need template slingers. What, what, we, what uh, is like, a template slinger? What, yeah, what, what is, is sling a template like? slinger? You know how to make a template, like, right? Like, I'll, can you I'll sling have a my template? view file. I can like use my mouse to sling the window to the other yeah, monitor. Sling it. <laughs> I mean, I can make a template tag. Just type in Perfect. template and then open tag and then close tag. And yeah. Okay. Template. So you have these templates. Okay. However you want to make them. If you want to do it yeah. with the template element that no one else on the planet uses, but sure, it's fine. You could use that one. But just 
just, I feel like 90% of our jobs, you know, all these testing frameworks, they're like, oh man, hey, can you like prove that A equals B, you know? Or like, can you add two numbers and assert that they equal five or whatever? That's not the job. (laughs) 1% of developers do that job. The rest of us are out here like moving buttons on different files, like move move that (laughs) button seven components up. That's like 90% of the job, folks. Like, oh, the way you coded this component, well, now that component (laughs) is part of the header. So you have to figure out how to put it in the header. Oh, you put it in the header. Guess what? Next week it has to go into the footer as well, conditionally with an if statement somewhere. And now you have a param that you're passing around the whole damn app. That's the job. Like the job is not, did you know how to add two numbers together, son? Like that's not the job. Yeah. <laughs> the job is just like- Are you like, adding, me- son? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you assert those two things, son? Like, yeah, it's that's not the job. Like the job is like, move this, this thing- This is off by two pixels. Yeah, go, yeah, go this is off by else. two pixels. Move this up here. Oh, and guess what? Only on this one page, that button does a whole other thing. Like, <laughs> like that's the job. 90% of the job. And so like, I don't know. I, the interview process is entirely broke. I think we see that every week on Twitter. I saw this, this gal, she got busted for like a bad commit message. Did you? Oh, oh yeah. No. Like, oh, like yeah, hope that. this works. Like hope one of works. many, many commit messages to show her development process. And then they're like, that's unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. It's like, stop that. That's a number so of st- times. That my commit message will be like title of thing that I'm working on, fixing I, the thing that was broken in the last commit. Like, yeah, oops. <laughs> I was in the middle of an interview, and uh, the interviewer like pulls up my GitHub page and opens up like the project that I last worked on, and I had forgotten that the last commit I made to that repo was all caps. It effing works. Only I actually spelled out that word, and. So embarrassing. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, no, I love it. It's great. <laughs> See? <laughs> like it shows passion. <laughs> why can't the gal on Twitter update it up- fantastically works? I don't know why you couldn't just say it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, amend the commit to be very professional. I don't know. Yeah, I just I that's like that whole process is so busted to me. But then I don't, you know, I think somebody, I think it was uh I'm blanking. Angie Jones. Is that her name? Angie? She was just someone's name. Yeah. (laughs) But a famous somebody I'm thinking. I'm so bad. I I just don't know if it's the person like who said the thing, but yeah. The only director I know is Steven Spielberg, but I, okay. So, (laughs) so Angie Jones, she's a Java champion, I believe is her, like the award she won, but she's very talented, but she was just like, we need more blog posts about like interviewing than, how to get hired or something like that. And I just was like, geez, I think that's, that's right. So, cause I don't, I, I, you hear too many horror stories. I have friends who interviewed for jobs and then they got, you know, three, four rounds in and then they're told you weren't energetic enough. And I'm like, what? I'm mad for you because like, if energetic is a job requirement, it better be on the like, job post listing and then i'm gonna come in like a camp counselor like hey everybody let's go (laughs) javascript you know and then but if it's not on there then i'm gonna be mr business pants and i'm gonna be like yes i uh, very much enjoy javascript i think it's (laughs) uh, pinnacle language in our industry you know like 
We should get him for our next yeah, ad actually, read. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that you mention it, like I had an offer for like a contract job, my first job hunt. I didn't want a contract job. The first full-time offer I got to the final round two, the feedback was you did not get it, even though you were perfect for the job because you were very enthusiastic, but there was someone else who was just a little bit more enthusiastic than you. And they had a little bit more experience than you. I was like, I don't know what you mean by like the experience part makes sense. I don't know what you want with the enthusiasm part. Yeah. Do you want me to come in with a bow tie that like spins around? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did not say hello. I said hello, but. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. That's where you went wrong. (laughs) Obviously. Then you get into like gender stuff, you know, it's like I saw a gal the other week, you know, got like whatever, some feedback, some 360 feedback that she like up talked or something like that, or she did a good job not up talking. And I'm just like, Hey, that sucks. Like, like just, can we stop, stop the whole damn train? Cause this, this all sucks. So I would quit on the spot. Just like, Hey, I don't, you can shut your face. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I hope if you did though, like in that moment, you would say, hi everybody. So I'm quitting now. Yep. <laughs> Got to protect now. the brand. So like I quit. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Also, Man. sorry. Bye. Sorry. No, I don't. It's just, ah, there's so many problems, but I don't know. It's like people just want to hire many of thems. And I understand that feeling, you know, or I don't know. Even those code questions like, can you regex a blah, blah, blah? It's like, dude, no. Like, I don't know this <laughs> nope. one weird subset of programming that you know. I, I'll let you Apparently regex. Apparently, Ben, ben is going to know all of it because he bought a book on regex. So, you know, I guess we Ooh. can all hire Ben when we need regex stuff done. I know. He's, That's definitely like, phone I'm, a friend territory, right? Like, Yeah. I Sometimes I'm that friend. People come to me and they're like, this regex is doing something weird. And then I'm like... <laughs> Have you played Regex crosswords? That'll help. <laughs> oh, no. I've tried and I did not do good. Again, so how do you kick someone them. from a recording? I don't know. I don't know how you kick someone from a recording. <laughs> Ari has a horrified look on her face. I'm sorry, I hate Regex with a burning passion. Like, I will do everything in my power to avoid it. I will write really ugly code just to avoid Regex. I think I successfully wrote regex one time and it was only because I kind of half cheated because I it needed to be IP address like, but with some additional parameters. So obviously it's really easy to find an IP address regex, like just done for you. And then so like, I was just like, okay, so I think if I change this one character here, it'll do the thing. Because, yeah, uh, it needed to be a valid IP address or an IP address that ended in .xx. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that's like a situation where you actually want the assert tests, you know, just like you can assert all this garbage I'm going to type actually matches this regex. But that's not the job. The job's moving buttons around files. Yeah, I don't really have any strong opinions on regex other than like, one of those big sites that you use to test if your regex is working, I always feel like the way that that's implemented is very obtuse because like I'll have select all and then it won't select all. I'm like, I don't know how this thing works. Sometimes it selects all, sometimes it selects the first line. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Every time people talk about regex, 
I have some line that I read somewhere years ago playing in my head where I'm like, well, in other languages, it's regex, but in JavaScript, it's regex for some reason. But nobody ever says regex. They say regex. So anyway. I think there's the XKCD comic of like, you have 14 problems. Oh, we can solve this with regex. Now you, you have, have 15, 15 problems. problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, regex makes my head hurt almost as much as recursion. My God, recursive regex. No! Please I hate my life now. <laughs> the horror show. So if people are listening to this and they're like, I want to hear more about interviewing processes, we did record an earlier episode on interviews. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. It's the one with Lori Barth. I don't think we even talked about Lego that much in that one. Disappointing. <laughs> she was obviously an imposter. <laughs> was that a reference? Was that a reference to the last time I was on this show? Maybe. At the what happened when you were on the show last time, Dave? You killed me. All y'all banded together to kill uh, me. I think I was dead first. Like every, yeah, Ari, Ari and I were always <laughs> dead pretty quick. So, or I was dead pretty quick. But I'd also like just to point out that every time. Like, karma was a thing in that, in that the next game, I got kicked out when I was not the imposter. So... Hopefully you can sleep at night now, knowing that. <laughs> it helps me sleep at I was for for listeners who are not aware, we all played a game of Among Us together at Vue.js 2020. ViewConf US. Yeah, ViewConf 2020. And um it was, was it 2020? 2021? Yeah. Was it 2021? Yeah. What is time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not doing those jokes. Mm. And so we were during the lunch hour, we all played uh, Among Us together with a group of previous guests, and Dave was among them. So I was among He was among us. <laughs> yeah, UConn US 2020 was the last time I saw friends until maybe like a month ago. And then I saw two friends once. That's it. Do we have the video of that on our site? Did that ever happen? Well, we'll have it someday when I have time to edit it someday. I just didn't know if. If it was. So uh, something to look forward to, everyone. <laughs> Yay. That'll be when we ever get a Patreon. We'll just do that. Previously on Cloudflare for the Dramatic. I need an application, and I need it to be serverless. <laughs> and now, for the startling conclusion to Cloudflare for the Dramatic. The client needs to be able to call secret APIs from around the world. What are we going to do? Uh, I think they said secure. And on top of that, they have to be secure. Well, Cloudflare worker. And he could get a hundred or a million customers. Who even knows? How are we going to support all of that? So, Cloudflare worker scale. Plus, if the site takes too long to load, he says that could cost him thousands, maybe even hundreds of dollars in sales. Actually, Cloudflare workers have no cold start. And he expects all of this to work around the world? Uh, <laughs> like I've been trying to say, Cloudflare workers supports all that. It's an edge-based serverless platform without cold starts or maintenance overhead that allows you to deploy code around the world for exceptional performance, reliability, and scale. To learn more, visit enjoytheview.io slash cloudflare hyphen workers. Oh, okay. Well, thank goodness for Cloudflare. My hero.
next time for another episode of Cloudflare for the dramatic. Are are you dying? No, I'm I'm not dying. We're doing a we're recording a thing for Cloudflare workers. Are, are you sure? So Dave, yes. I'm going to shift topic slightly. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. work at Paravel, which is an agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you get to use Vue much? When I was last time I was at an agency, they were very much like no JavaScript frameworks. You get to use jQuery and like raw PHP and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of my stuff is basically dependent on the client. Like and over the years I've worked in PHP, I've worked in .net, I've worked in a Java app, like it's just Whatever they have, I will use. But sometimes there's a little more greenfield sort of situations and stuff like that. So like I built an app, progressive web app in Nuxt for Microsoft, but then it like just didn't launch just due to how big that company is. That was a bummer, but it was on the verge, but then it didn't launch. So whatever. Hey, but then another client here, you know, they had a problem where their WordPress was kind of quantumly entangled with their database and you know nothing was working and so we were just like you know we could switch to something like nuxt or view and we ended up going with nuxt or whatever front-end framework you want but just to manage your front end a little bit better than what you're doing and decouple it from the database so when more than 10 people show up it doesn't fall over you know what i mean so we get a and then side projects that we built i get to use view in so i was kind of a late bloomer i guess for view <laughs> but i just was like you know i think like the more i've used view the more it's like it has like all the features i like you know i was working for a very large pizza company and we were trying to choose a javascript framework and i think we all you know is a java shop so everyone kind of i think the discussion was like you know i think Angular is the right choice because Angular has a lot of Java conventions, very similar TypeScript and sort of mandated by default and stuff like that. So ended up on Angular, but my, 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 I would have loved to do it in Vue and we should have done it in Vue. We should have burned down because the whole like Angular thing just created all this noise. Like we had to like the build tool was so heavy. We had to like spin up a whole other environment inside an environment while maintaining this other environment. It was, you know, it was just a extreme piece of infrastructure. And I don't know that it created a better product. You know, it was all still pretty heavy, like literally like 1.5 megs of code and stuff like that. And I just was like kicking myself. Like I should have just said views the right choice everybody like i should have i don't know put on my consultant hat and like said yeah use my professional voice so i but that's just because view we could have snuck in using that component or now petite view we could have snuck it in a lot easier and not like been blocked for whatever 12 sprints by the angular infrastructure story you know so I big regrets there, but you know what? You can't change it. So, and you can't like convince people, Hey, this framework that, you know, is number four or whatever on the list of most popular frameworks God built, you know, you, it's hard to like, be like, let's use, <laughs> let's use this cool one. It's trust me. You gotta trust me. So if you're in business, there's only react and angular and then there's, jQuery? Uh, I think that's the other one. Uh, jQuery so. has one. So, 
Yeah. No, that's what's like, yeah. Competition shouldn't, you know, best tool for the best job or whatever. But like it very, it comes like for clients and companies and stuff, it becomes like a political thing, you know, and just we're going to use this or, you know, whatever. We're not going to, you know, every technical decision becomes this political thing. I hate that, but kind of does. It's like, we're going to, instead of writing CSS, we're just going to use Tailwind. And you're like, whoa. Or instead of, I don't know. Or like, I just feel like we should be using Bootstrap instead of whatever, <laughs> some other thing. And so you're just like, man, we're so close to making something, but now we're going to just re-platform. So. Yeah. At the one agency I, I got an offer for, but it's not work it. It seemed like it was a very similar situation. And you use the framework that companies want. Often it's it's React. And also most of the devs were familiar with React. Yeah. I don't know if they work for a major pizza place, but they work for a big burger restaurant. So. Yeah. No, I, I think I want people like from my mindset, I'm just like, whatever people feel comfortable in, like I want the most people possible to contribute code, you know? And I think there's a, you know, and when we made the decision, we were like, this is a Java shop, you know, but by the time we made the decision and like pieces started getting implemented, a lot of turnover had happened and the like, whatever, the people who were going to do it are now gone, you know, and then it just, I don't know, in the offshore team, they were replaced with surprise weren't very strong typescripters. And so it just like, it, yeah, I like, was going to ask if you use typescript often in, in your non angular projects. Cause I feel like for angular, you kind of have to, I don't, you have to, I mean, it's a very light intro, you know, I, but I just, I try to not use it. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Y'all may be fans, but I just, it's like I extra overhead. Typescript. I like loose types personally. I think they're very fun. I'm like, when I want to coerce things and do things that other people say are bad, I'm like, I can do it because I use JavaScript and I honestly like it a lot. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, I like, I like pushing a JS doc because it gives you all the like nice IDE type hinting, mm -hmm. but without having to do TypeScript. Yeah. And like the TS check or whatever at the top of the file is kind of nice too. I feel like I can get a lot of the tools without the, the buy-in. Does that make sense? Like... Yes, but it's ironic because I have tried to push JS doc in lieu of TypeScript many times and I can never get a different kind of buy-in. Isn't that weird? I don't know. I tend to just do it and then people are like, wow, this is really nice. I can see what's going on. And then I'm like, yeah, we could we, you know, we could make everybody do this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. We should just do this. Done. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think to be able to do that, though, you have to have some social capital and also be at a point where you're able to build social capital and not everybody will have that probably. And then, be a white man. Yeah. That too. Yeah. That helps. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No, I, I wonder what the <laughs> stats on that, how many, I don't know, whatever. I I'm think it would be too depressing. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, no. I mean, just like, like we could just do this, but I think it comes back to those like loudest person in the office wins, you know, and you know, there's probably more consequences for women, just statistically speaking for asserting yourself and that sucks. So sorry, y'all. I feel like statistically that. speaking, there would be fewer consequences for women because there aren't many women. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, wait, it depends on what our sample is. Like what's, what's our denominator here? Like, yeah, it depends on, 
also like how you're representing it and you know like all of that right like it logs log graphs but no, I'm a fan of light touch solutions, like very minimally invasive. Oh, I like petite to, view. <laughs> petite view. Uh, there's a theme here. You know, if I don't have to like inherit a whole ass build process, kind of into it. Petite view suits that. This is good. I can do that. So. Oh, gosh. Remember Gulp? I do. Ooh. I like Gulp, but anyway. I just don't like the name. Every time people are like, my gulp just ran. I'm like, I don't like hearing the word gulp. It's like moist to me. I've I've only ever had to deal with gulp once, and it was a legacy setup. And I had to upgrade it to the latest version of gulp so that I could add a roll-up build process into it. I mean, a moist gulp is better than a dry gulp. Oof. I'll see myself out. Yeah. But in, Tessa, I think have you figured out how to view, ban somebody like, from a recording? <laughs> I think I think with view, like we're all talking about petite view, but then with gulps, you want the big gulp, right? Yeah, <laughs> big gulp. You definitely big gulp, petite view. That's it. Yeah, I will still assert. I think we need scratch for build tools where you just drag your little blocks, like go get these files and then sass them. Go get these files. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like added, any, added, anything to make build tool configs less intimidating to navigate, especially when everybody has their own like bespoke setups and you don't learn anything moving from one company to the next. Cause everybody does the thing differently. Yeah. And finds like old docs that don't apply anymore, but still they got it to work somehow. Yeah, you have no idea what they're trying to do there. This ancient arcana in a JSON file. Okay, guess it's my problem. But YAML, right? (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were using Toml now. I thought that was the hot thing. All I know about YAML is it's a thing that people hate. And when I need to update our website, I didn't know what the UI was to access the pages. So I've been editing the YAML by hand and it doesn't like new lines when you have like apostrophes or symbols. So that's been really fun. I like YAML, but that's now the that Jekyll I, fan in me. But. Yeah. Now that I've had to work with YAML on like a swagger file, it has, I have a significantly better understanding of what it's doing is nice i hate I, it but i yeah, I, I understand it now it because number one circle ci i've had to touch config yep. files terrifying let me tell you and then also lambdas <gasps> do you have to use i feel like none of the yaml, YAML i've worked with has yeah. been super complex like the errors that i've gotten the bugs that i've had in my yaml haven't been that bad the error messages I've gotten are garbage. They're like, oh, you have this problem on line three and the problem explanation is not clear at all and the problem wasn't even there. It's really irritating. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the, I like it because it's not curly brace oriented. I like that, but it is frustrating. It's the same reason like I won't use Python, but like white space sensitivity because it's just like, you're really going to bust me on that, dude? Like what I put four, I put three spaces. <laughs> 
You're gonna bust me on that. <laughs> so do you use SAS or SESS? So you just you, you just like write practice, all your JavaScript in one line. I'm understanding is from this conversation is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought we don't invent anything. Of the way just, we code on the show. I'm just saying if you drop <laughs> the opening curly brace on a for loop, you're a monster. That's all I'm saying. If you just if that <laughs> curly brace goes down, you're just an absolute monster, and you probably should be. You know. I need to create. That's what we need to do. We need to create the monster, the monster ES settings. But yeah. prettier, but like prettier makes your JavaScript look like C. I think that is something that the <laughs> world needs. Uglier, yes. <laughs> I, I would argue uglier. it's beautifuler. Also, I would argue that prettier doesn't make your code prettier. So, but yeah, I, I find it funny <laughs> that Alex is the today. one giving Dave a hard time about spaces because I'm always like, Alex, you put an extra space there. Alex, this thing has two spaces. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, but people who don't put a space between if and the opening parentheses, monsters. Hi. I'm a monster. Oh, no. In Python, what opening parentheses for an if statement? Oh, boy. Okay, what about (laughs) if you have your CSS, right? You're writing SESS and you have Mm -hmm. your class name and then you don't put a space before the curly brace. My Not coworker, names, my coworker does this, and I literally do this. want to fire him. Like, like my coworker <laughs> of fourteen years, like my best friend who I've known since high school. I want to fire him over that one thing where he makes the class and the curly brace kiss. No, that's yeah, improper. No, that's wrong. So no. what you're saying is, is that you want class and then curly brace on the next line, right? That's, no, yes. no, 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 no. See, I see, mean, see, that, see, that is see, a space, see, technically, <laughs> but also. <laughs> Stylent is a thing that uh, yeah. will just fix that. I like Stylent. I like Stylent. And then I also, whatever, I don't, you know, you set it up once and you're just like, yeah, I'll just, whatever. I set it up. I'm a, I'm a champion. And then you try to set it up in another project and you want to die. It doesn't work. <laughs> and then it's like, and then you're just writing CSS like you know how to do. And then Stylent's like, dude, we don't even, we don't, okay. You don't alphabetize. You don't like <laughs> that property should actually go over here. And you're just like, brother, yeah. you need to like calm down because <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I just, just want it to be like spell check where it like squiggly lines it. And then I'll be like, ignore this one. And then it'll leave me yeah. alone. Or like add this one to the dictionary and it'll leave me alone. The thing that frustrates me the most about Statlant is that sometimes you go like, oh, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead and fix that. And it's like, no. <laughs> you <laughs> fix it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Because all like command chip P or whatever and like uh, ESLint auto fix all problems, you know, like all the time. Veter is also annoying, but like it fi- it'll actually go fix it, right? But like silent, yeah, you're just like, go fix it. If it's a nope. problem, go fix it. He's like, no, dude, I don't touch code. What? I'm not. You reorder uh, the properties. That's your job. That's yeah. your job. <laughs> what? You don't remember the alphabet? Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to do it for you then. This is a learning moment. You <laughs> <laughs> use too many properties. Although, yeah. never add stylent after the fact. You will hate your life so much. That no. one giant commit that's just. <laughs> Suddenly, oh. everything's in a completely different order. I tried to do that because my coworker makes the curly brace kiss. And, <laughs> and it was just, it was so bad. I just was like, this is the next 42 days of my life to like fix this project. And so I gave up because I just was like, I can't, I can't do it, you know, but 
I know one time I needed to pair with a coworker on some snippets and he kept on making the curly braces kiss. And I was like, Alex, I literally cannot focus on the work because I'm just looking at the curly brace touching the class name. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, that's funny. It's like people who put template tags first. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> yes, Dave. Wait, I do. Dave. That. No, yeah. Oh, no. Wait, how do you are you template tag at the top person? Okay, Chris Coy <laughs> brought this up. Is that okay? He puts the script at the top. Is that what y'all do? So we, yeah, yeah, we, we, we might have because we told him to. Yeah, we may have told him to do. <laughs> oh, okay. See, there, there, I now I see where the problem came from. <laughs> why Chris oh. was led down a, a wrong Technically, path. Technically, <laughs> Well, I mean, if we no. really want to get technical, Chris. Fritz was the problem. Well, yeah, the people no, who told Fritz, it is Chris, Fritz, Fritz, this is a yeah. good idea, and then convinced him were the problem. And then, uh, yeah, so it's, well, actually, it's part of the style guide the for style guide. Heck, okay, okay. Well, actually. <laughs> this is a double well actually here. Okay. Uh, the style guide does not state a preference on script or template first. Either one is acceptable, but never, ever style first. I like to put style first. That's the thing that's most important, right? Presentation Obvious. makes sense to me. Well, so I feel like it should go template, style, JavaScript. Is that too? Oh, I know. But you need no, you no, need no, no, to no. flip between JavaScript and template, right? But not between JavaScript and style, usually all that much. Yeah. So that's why that order was proposed was because you need to flip between your script and your template and between your template and your style, but not mm. really the other ones. So like, I was like, it makes sense. I hate it because yeah. I'm so used to template first. I spent like a year and a half practicing script first until I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with it. And I kept on trying to explain to everybody at work, yeah, it's uncomfortable at first, and everybody hated me, and nobody does it. Mm-hmm. I like or, your coworkers. Or yeah. we could, we could <laughs> just make everything be an external thing, so that you have like Three script, files. template, yes. and then like each one is in its own file, and then it doesn't. No, no that's cool. I hate you it. just invented no. Angular. Oh, but you can. But I forgot the name. I forgot the name of the extension, but somebody did make something that you can see all three parts on different panels at the same time, but still have them be in one file. There so you is get a convenience code extension of, for that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I you saw can two. see everything at once. It, yeah, yeah, but it's actually a two-panel person. I don't know if I could do I'm sure panels. you could do two panels. Yeah, I but mean, if I need two, you three. have to have two panels. When you upgrade to view three, that's when you can have three panels open. That's the law. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could see it. I could see it even being like you want like your template and your CSS in like one panel, and then like your script in another panel, right? Because you have presentation, and then you have like. Ah, welcome logic. to the world of template no. style script. Welcome to my realm. I want I want Wrong. template and style side by side because I need to look at the class names and then I need to edit the style. I don't want to be scrolling. Well, I mean, as long as we're talking about really important topics like the order of your single file component are you a flat file structure person or a nested folders person we're running out of time <laughs> we're running out of time i like nested folders but i tried that in nuxt with components 
And it got very mad at me. It was just like, dude, these don't exist. And I was like, no, here it is. I typed you the exact path. It's like, no, these don't exist. But I told you where they were. These don't exist. And I'm, so I don't use that in Nux. Now I just have 700 files in a folder. So that's cool. Whatever. That's I'm sure it'll sort of That is cool. Out. Good job, Nux. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong, right? You know? So it's only like 50 or something. But, you know, it's a... No, I, yeah, I like to nest as much as you can, but, you know, but yeah, I when you nest, does every, does every folder have its own index.js file or index.view oh, no, file? No, I can't do that. That's too much. <laughs> Our backend is totally like that. <laughs> really want to say any last words about Petite View. I am not the one that knows anything about it, so. It's small. It's five kilobytes. Have fun. 5.5 kilobytes. Have fun. I thought I was the one that didn't know anything about Petite View, but I clearly know at least one more thing than Alex does. So <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I think Petite View, if you need to sneak it, if you want a better ergonomic experience at a very minimal cost, it's a great chance to sneak it into a project that doesn't have View already. So if you're, I think everyone has... Whatever. Every company has the WordPress blog or every company has the whatever, the Drupal site, you know. So like great chance to just sneak it in and get a little bit more, I don't know, something you like and are used to. So I think it's a really good tool. And I like that Vue can come in different flavors. Like Vue 3 kind of gets more reacty or even kind of svelty, you know. And so I like that these are you see different flavors or shades of view you know, that 50 shades of view kind of no. 50 shades of view <laughs> that is the novel of my fan title of my fan fiction. Um, <laughs> when can we read it? Uh, <laughs> Are you releasing it on bookshop.com? You can get a, you can get a copy of that from at gloomy woomy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, on that note, if people want to tell you how wrong you are about your choice of where the sure. style tag wow. goes, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me DaveRuper.com and at DaveAtron5000, D-A-V-A-T-R-O-N-5000. There's a DaveTron5000. He's a Ruby guy. He's very talented, but he's not me. So Dave with an A. So DaveAtron5000. All right. Time for picks. Who shall I pick first for picks? Tessa. After an intro like that, I wish I had like a ukulele or a guitar or something to pick today. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, oh no. The white guys are looking around. <laughs> oh god. Are you gonna play a riff from Stairway to Heaven? Oh god. Smoke on the water. <laughs> Here we go. Alex is upset oh, because Dave beats with the stringed instrument. This is my micro bass. Go ahead. I'll just play some. Some That's awesome. I didn't know there were things like micro basses. Right now, my only stringed instrument is electric. But uh, yeah, okay. So my pick today is the Great Ace Attorney Chronicle. So if you haven't played a Gyakuten Saiban Ace Attorney game before, this is one that came out a while ago. It is some kind of like crossover story, I think, where it's similar to the other 
Ace Attorney games, but it takes place in like the Meiji period or something, I think. And there's some kind of Sherlock Holmes-esque storyline. The reason I'm being so vague about it is because it came out at the end of July and I have no time. So I've just looked at it and not played it like it's installed. I can't play it. I'm excited to play it. Phoenix Wright isn't necessarily my flavor of game. It's very silly. And when I went into the game, I thought, oh, these are like law and mysteries. It's going to be very serious. But um, anyway, if you like visual novels and games like that, it's it's a pretty fun time. And yeah, they really, uh, you can tell they're having fun when they make the characters. So if you like that, if you like Sherlock Holmes, maybe this is the game for you. And that's my non-musical pick. Thank you. Back to you, Ari. <laughs> Over to you, Alex. Thanks, Ari. Today, <laughs> my pick is... Um, I actually have two picks today. So, And wow. they're food-related because that is the story of my life. So previously, they used to have, or I guess they still do have, occasionally we will get like these giant containers of cheese balls, like the like crunchy cheese puff ball things from Costco because we're like that. And my wife went to the grocery store yesterday and came home and was like, I bought something. <laughs> and it is Chester's cheddar flavored paws. They are cheese flavored snacks. Uh, and so they are they are not Cheetos, but they cheese. are not made with real cheese, not made with real Cheetos. It is paw shaped well, Cheetos, Cheeto so. things. And they're Cheetos delicious and they come in a giant, giant container. These are the best yeah. because the surface area is maximized. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. And it like cheese per square inch is blasted <laughs> as far as it can go. Yeah, like with okay. a Cheeto, oh. with an actual Cheeto, it's like intense cheese in like one part of your mouth. But like with this thing, oh, she's bringing it. She heard me. <laughs> wow, all like of our listeners will all... really appreciate. Yeah, I know that listeners. Wait, hang on. What? Okay, Chester from Cheetos. Gotcha. Yeah. So because they're like more flat, they actually like fit in your mouth better and like cover, cover oh, your indentations. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't look like what I was expecting. They're old. Cheeto was very different looking. So here's a question for you. You know how you can buy just the charms in Lucky Charms? Why don't you just buy a bottle of cheese powder and eat it? We have that too. <laughs> um, but... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, we God. have. There's actually there is there's a there's a company that makes the cheese powder that you can get. We add it of to uh, like pasta Jesus. sauce and we'll literally put it in like shading mac, and cheese, mac and oh cheese. God. Yeah, and then the other thing that I have today is my other pick is uh, Bat Bat is a company. I think it's actually a local company. To me, they make a coffee soda, and it, it comes awful. in a can. And it was it was pretty good. Tessa, I'm just saying the name sounds awful. Sent me one the other day. It did. Uh, I was like, "This sounds awful. And, you should try it. It'll be fun." Yeah, yeah. Tessa likes to send me awful things, and she's like, "This sounds wow. terrible. You should absolutely try it." And <laughs> I mean, that's how I pick foods to eat. And it was pretty good. It was weird, but What's like the coffee to soda ratio. It's definitely like it was more bitter than I wanted it to be. So oh, that's it's the phrase you want to Well, no, no, no. Like, imagine like an iced coffee, right? Mm-hmm. With like a couple of pumps of like simple syrup in there, and you're like, oh yeah, this is like a nice sweet coffee, right? This is like that, but it's just got that little bit more like soda. So a nitro coffee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, like what it would be really good for is if you got like 
vanilla ice cream and then poured the coffee soda on top of that and had like a coffee soda float, that would be like super choice with this soda. Uh, Ari's face is getting increasingly, let's call it skeptical. Yeah, no, that's a good word for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Now I'm realizing though, like, isn't nitro coffee basically coffee soda? Because they pump bubbles in it. And I've had that. It's interesting how Starbucks kind of alighted the coffee soda soda conversation by calling it something else. Because I know like 10, God, 10, 20 years ago, Coke made like a coffee soda, I think only in Japan. And it was not popular and went away. And made another one. Is back. Yeah. Yeah, there's coffee black, or no, there's Coke black, I think is what it's called now, and you can get it, and it's, I've had it, can't recommend that one, that one's not a pick, don't put that one in the picks, because it's not one. Uh, it's in the picks, mm, everyone's going to be looking oh, for no. it. So yeah, those are my picks. Back to you, Ari. All right, over to you, Dave. Thank you, Ari, really appreciate being on the show today. I got two picks today, <laughs> coming in. From the Apple Arcade. How's the, how's the weather over there, Dave? <laughs> oh, it's good, beautiful. Just absolutely stunning out there. So from Apple Arcade, I downloaded a game off the, the arcade. It's also on Steam called Mini Motorways. It's a traffic simulation game where you a little house will appear and then bloop, a little business will appear and you have to connect the two uh, together and then hilarity ensues because there's too many cars and too many businesses and they go all cattywampus. So it's just a game. It's a, whatever. It's about managing. Sounds traffic. like life. I know it's, there's, there's too actually many some cars. really, there's some deep code system parallels in there too, that I've uh, oh, no. just been exploring, but anyway, it's I've, good. I've never heard cars being used as a code example. So uh. I think it like, if you think of like, how many components you have in a single file. I think it sort of makes sense. He's like, jam this up. We put too much, too many farts in this engine. So it's, um, <laughs> it's just not going to work anymore. So, and then my second one is a graphic novel called bubble. It's based on a podcast on the maximum fun network called bubble, which is, was kind of like a storytelling role-playing podcast, but it's basically set in the future on some alien planet and it's uh or it's maybe our timeline of that on an alien planet but the whole idea is what if monster hunters like buffy the vampire slayer or whatever are part of the gig economy like so all these monster hunters are on this app to like and they get notified like you have to go fight this monster like and earn 55 credits or whatever it is so it's kind of this like funny dystopia not a dystopia sort of thing it's really good I guess content warning, heavy use of drugs, but you know, it's like alien drugs or whatever. But anyway, it's good. Oh, so it's okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So like I supernatural guess. if they got a little bit of a living wage instead of just stealing people's credit card information. Right, right, right. So anyway, there was yeah, it was good. I don't know. I just love that universe when I heard it in the podcast and I bought the graphic novel too, because I just was like and the graphic novel is like a step up because it just it's really the art's really good, the storytelling, the Anyway, it's a really good graphic novel. And Did you have maximum fun reading it? I had maximum fun reading it. That's correct. And listening to it. It's also a good podcast. So anyway, I like recommend it just for that the gag of the like, oh, we're monster hunters, but we're on an app. It's just, it's a cool, funny future to explore. So back to you, Ari. Okay. Well, our next segment is my picks. No. <laughs> 
My pick this week is a show on Netflix called Special. I'm just going to read the description from Netflix's page. Netflix is, that's a weird word to say. Anyway, description is a young gay man with cerebral palsy branches out from his insular existence in hopes of finally going after the life he wants. The show is written and starred in by the person whose life it is based on. So representation is very strong in this show. It's funny. It's also, you know, at times, you know, hard to watch because, you know, it is about real struggles. Uh, a lot of it revolves around his codependent relationship with his mother <laughs> and also her trying to find her way after he moves out. But yeah, I watched it all in a single day. The first season is actually short form. So like the episodes are like 15 minutes long, but the second season, they're like half an hour long. So Second season will take you a little bit longer to get through, but easily done in a day because I also played tons of video games that same day. So <laughs> if you have a few hours to kill, highly recommend it. And with that, I mean, that is all for this week's episode. So Twitter, uh, subscribe on that, please. Add Enjoy the Viewcast. Thanks. Also, if you haven't subscribed on your podcatcher of choice... <laughs> please do so nice. and also leave a review i think we only have like one review and i think i wrote it like right after we started the show so if you could <laughs> make it so i'm not just like the only person who loves the show that would be great <laughs> and finally remember to tell everyone you know about enjoy the view because obviously you want to spread the enjoyment of the view <laughs> thanks for listening and until next time Enjoy the view.